I'm Tommy Gimler. Tough week for 57-year-old sports fans who are having a little trouble letting go of the game. One guy throws a hammer at a student over a tailgating spot uh, a, a day before a game featuring two teams who are combined below 500 in conference. Another guy, a DUI, because, quote, the Jets suck, unquote. And I'm Colby Dant, and I, uh, too, have blamed an arrest on the New York Jets. Well, now we know why you're here. <laughs> that and you're really good at college football picks. Coming up here on the Daily Upper Decker. The Daily Upper Decker. Nothing but sports and crap. Colby Dant of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Uh, your, what, what is it, the pick six? Six pack. Six, yeah. The yeah. six pack. Yeah. Six pack. And what did you go last week? I went five and one. So you're going to yeah. want to listen, kids. Uh, now is a great time to give your wife 30 bucks and say, get the fuck out of here. Go to TJ Maxx. <laughs> I've got money to make. I've got, I'm going to take that 30 bucks and turn it into 900 thanks to Colby Dant's six pack. So talk about last week. What, what were your, your six picks? Uh, my, my top one was Florida international. Uh, I've been riding Florida international a lot this year. Uh, so what do you, what do you know about Florida international? So the minute you say Florida international, I'm going to be you like, think of an airport. I'm going to be like, like <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I don't watch division eight sports. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't even know that, that a, this is university yeah. or this is something that I would normally see like, Hey, get your, um, get your, not even like the, the nursing degree, but it's like that not even the nurse's assistant. Get the, the person who cleans all the shit up after the nurse does her <laughs> shit degree in two quick years online at FIU. Uh, well, look, they're in the Conference USA. Uh-huh. Uh, they got uh, Butch Davis. I'm, yeah, Butch Davis. I always get him confused. The former Browns coach. Yes. Get he, out of here. He, and he's cheated on many levels. He cheated at Miami, cheated at North Carolina. So one thing I know is you can always trust cheating. You know what I mean? Like from back in the day with Tarkanian to to whatever level you want to do it, Calipari, if you want to say that, Urban Meyer, I don't know. I mean, you can really trust these 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 scumbags. If you'd have told me that right? Butch Davis was dead, I would have believed you. I, I had no idea the guy was still in. You know, but, it had a pulse, much less working at a Division One college. And he's back on uh, in South Florida, where he already had fertile recruiting grounds. You know, when he was at Miami, so I'm sure he's plugged into the high school football scene pretty well. And uh, you know, I I liked that he was there last year, and they were good last year. They turned around. There, they were the, pri- the year prior when he was not there. They were, they only won like one or two games, and then last year they made a bowl. And then this year, actually, uh, one of our plays was for them to win the conference USA, which is still it's a it would be a it's really good play. It's in play because I mean, th- right now they're they're tied for the the lead in the East. Uh, so if if you're in conference USA, like you really have like no beef if you're like a a UCF. And undefeated because how the mighty have fallen. You remember when Conference USA and granted Marquette doesn't have like a a football team, but yeah. Conference USA used to be like Louisville and Marquette. And like Ca- all these schools. I, I went to East Carolina. East Carolina used to be in the Conference USA. So you know I, I imagine, mean? yeah, imagine being in like the board of directors of the of Conference <laughs> USA when all these teams bolt, and you're like. Well, let's uh, let's, let's take, pony up and let's see who we can get. Uh, let's look at the Sun Belt. We get Florida <laughs> International <laughs> University it's, it's replaces just, Louisville. Like, is that where we're flying out of today? No, no, it's <laughs> no, a university. <laughs> it's for real. It's so, so. But they also had a, a grad transfer quarterback named James Morgan that was at Bowling Green, and even though Bowling Green was awful the past two years, Quick. they could throw the ball. Yep. and they could put up points. So uh, you pay attention to me, college football. Beginning of the year, I always follow trends returning starters, senior quarterback play or experienced quarterback play. I know there's a couple, you know, you could say, well, Tagliavoa, you know, was a freshman last year and he's a sophomore this year. There's certain freaks of nature, but overall, 
It's a pretty strong betting point. So UTSA is also dog shit. So I was high on Florida International for those reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was my some of my other my other plays? I had uh, I had Texas A and M. Uh, my your game, buddy. Overall miss. I did have dude, and I had a. That was the one I had to sweat the most out of all my five hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I got where I did get hit up. Is that like a heated rivalry game or something? Texas A and M's only been in the SEC for like two well, seconds. So like, why would I pick it? You're saying no, but I'm saying like, why would it be so close? You would just think that you know, Ole Miss is still kind of going through that coaching transition after uh, their coach was calling hookers and shit on the. Well, I, on the th- I think A and M's still a bit overrated, and like. I, one of the things I laugh at was like when they gave Jimbo Fisher $75 million because uh, he's a guy, yeah, sure, your recruiting's gotten better, but I look at their schedule next year and I see 7-5 and five or 8-4. and four. This year, the best if they, they play UAB, who's 9-1 and one this week, and then they play LSU next week. Even if they win both, I think they'll be 8-4. and four. Mm-hmm. They fired Kevin Sullen for going 8-4 and four every year. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know how you, you – you're in a division with – Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State, and you're going to draw some some teams from the East. So, good luck on ever getting. I mean, you might have the occasional ten win season, but if you if you think it's going to be, you know, so so my my thing is, I thought they would Jimbo Fisher, yeah, yeah. has been documented to find like the best quarterback who's also a rapist, thief, you know, uh, <laughs> just vulgar, uh, just disappointment as far as representing your team. All of his cap- quarterbacks are bust, yeah. just yeah. But boy, can they sling the fucking pigskin? So you you watch, you'll get something. There. Isn't Texas A and M like the most valuable college football team yeah. too? Like as yeah. far as like a brand, yeah. They're the wealthiest university, I believe. So they can they can throw that type of money around. Is it just because of all the 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 boosters who are throwing them money, or is it more than that? I, I I think it's mostly boosters. I mean, I think it's I an, ag- Texas, ag- it's an I agriculture school. I see a Texas school. Aggies yeah. network. I see a Texas. That's Longhorns. true. That's true. That's boosters. I mean, remember they got in trouble with. Uh, uh, it's dating myself a little bit, but Dennis Franchone, the old uh, TCU coach when Ladanian Thompson was there, he went to Texas A and M, and he actually the NCAA got him for some type of thing with boost. He was doing direct using, contact using uh, school phones to call hookers. Yeah, pretty much yeah. essentially okay. pretty much it's the same thing. What it always comes yeah. down to at every college. It was something exactly like was that. It, remember Mike, was using, it Mike Price? The... Dude, he got the, he got a raw deal. All he did was go to a strip club. Alabama no, freaked no, no. out, right? No, he, well, it was there was that. He spent like and twenty G's, he, like, right? Yeah, he went to like a hotel and like brought the hooker in and let the hooker order like two thousand dollars worth of room service. But the guy's hey, hey, you know what I mean? I, but he, I thought it was his own money. Was no, it a no, booster? No, no. I, th- I think it was like uh, on the on the school's dime. <laughs> I mean, I mean how, many burgers, you can't how many burgers is she ordering? I mean, a twenty-four hour <laughs> porn package. But you know, at that point, only cost twenty-four ninety-nine. But if memory serves me correct, didn't he win that case in court? So Bama had to pay him his twenty-five million dollars. Then he went to El Paso. So good. And for it was him. terrible in El Paso. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he cared at that point. Yeah, I'm in El Paso. Uh, hey, while we're talking about Texas A&M, I want to bring this up. Uh, this is just an unbelievable story. So this is a, a 57-year-old uh, Texas A&M fan. I'm going to call him a diehard at this <laughs> yeah, point. I'd say so. It's a, a 57-year-old idiot who threw a hammer at a Texas A&M student <laughs> over a tailgating dispute. Now, here's here's my point about uh, the dude's name is Robert Patterson. Robert Patterson. <laughs> the, the one thing I want to talk about Robert Patterson is he's batting just way out of his league. Yeah. Did you see his wife? No, smoking? Holy shit. And wow. if that's his daughter and she's 18 years old, then his daughter's smoking out too. He's throwing hammers. He's got a family. I assume this guy lives in a van. 
Yeah, right? <laughs> no, yeah, you would think if you heard that, it would just be like, man, this guy doesn't have a shit. You look, and it's like, man, this guy... He's he's probably like flipping commercial real estate. Yeah, like yeah, he's really on like top of it. He's just he's just a diehard. I mean, he's walking around with an untucked long sleeve shirt, jeans, and running shoes combo, and you're walking around with a wife like that and a daughter like that. I mean, it's and just like, another thing is, where's the hammer? Like, where does that come into play? All like, right, so so here's the deal. Now, if you were telling me that this was Alabama Auburn. If you were telling me this is Ohio State, Michigan, yeah. and you get in a tailgating dispute and a hammer gets thrown, I, I honestly think if you're a judge, you kind of look at it and just say, hey, look, this is a rivalry that has gone back like almost a century. Like, I understand why tensions are high. This was Texas A&M Ole Miss, two teams who were, I think were a combined four and seven in conference <laughs> going into play with three of those wins being from Texas A&M. So this is the day before that game. This isn't even yeah, like the it's morning. Not even like, game hey, You're not, you can't even blame it on alcohol at that point. Right. It's, yeah. not, like, it's not like, hey, the game starts in two hours. Yeah. We've got to quick get our shit up. we got to get the brats on the grill. we got to get, like, whatever. This is this the guy's in my way before. Yeah. And you're 57 years old. You're 35 years removed from the and college experience. And you got experience. a family? So, like, yeah, he's lucky he didn't kill somebody. He's extremely lucky. He threw a hammer. But wait, so he just has the hammer in his car. He had this incident. He flips out, grabs the hammer. Or was he actually walking with like a hammer in his pocket? Well, I think this was like, so there were, there was a, a crew of college kids who already had like their tents set up <laughs> okay. and their stake. So it says. Oh, so he, he. So he like basically started taking his hammer like, no, no, this is my spot. This, this is great. So he says, police said the argument began when 57-year-old Robert Patterson removed the 21-year-old stakes from the ground that outlined the area claimed for tailgating at the football game the following day. <laughs> But you understand why the 21-year-old is there the day before. Yeah. You're a college kid. Yeah. This yeah. is what you do when you're in college. You Camping get outside before. Cameron Indoor Stadium. They camp out exactly. for like a month. Yeah. Exactly. It's just that it's worth it to see the court, the players that Duke's putting on the court. Yeah. This is Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But still, I get why the 21, 21-year-old was there. Dude, he's probably getting laid maybe out there too. You know, let's have a camping experience. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, this is probably like, hey, man, you come out here. Yeah. I'm going to get the spot. Yeah. I'll see you. you guys. You guys worry about the beer, bringing everything else. <laughs> I'll get the spot. Nothing happens Parents are probably paying like 40 anyway. Gs a year for him to go to school right. at Texas A&M. He's 21 years old. Every right to be there the day before. <laughs> So uh, when police li- arrived at the tailgating spot near Texas A&M University uh, next to their like, student rec center, the victim had a visible red spot on his arm from the hammer. The victim <laughs> told police he had completely set his stakes in the ground before Patterson arrived. Patterson then started to remove the victim's stakes <laughs> and replace them with his own, causing the argument. The victim said Patterson threatened to hit him with the hammer several times before doing so. Police believe Patterson had been drinking before the argument. Oh, he claimed well. he did not hit the victim with a hammer at first, but then later said, yeah, I did hit him, <laughs> but, uh, but unintentionally. But unintentionally. Come on. Come on. It's like Pete Rose saying, I didn't bet on sports. Yeah. All right. It well, wasn't my team. At least I didn't bet yeah. on baseball. Yeah. Well, at least I didn't bet on the Reds. Yeah. Like eventually, just kind of like, I'll tell you whatever you want to hear to get me out of this. <laughs> uh, Patterson was arrested on Friday afternoon for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. He bonded out of the county jail on Saturday with a $26,000 bond. Uh, I, I mean, to me, that's that's like a lunatic. I mean, he better be doing commercial real estate. $26,000. <laughs> but. And at that point, like, yes, I hope you were drinking. Yeah, I, I yeah. Just say that, hey, man, your fucking osteoporosis what, what you, meds what, are just like, I took one too many. What do you say, though? You, let's okay, you get out, you get bailed out, right? You post bail, you come home, your your wife and kids are at the dinner table. Oh, 
How's it going, Dad? You know what I mean? Like, what are you supposed to tell your family? Like, you're setting the example for your family, I, and you threw a hammer at a 21 year old. <laughs> it's it, it really it's as now that I'm a father, I think that this is a a good story for fathers everywhere. Like, just relax. If you're if you're his hot wife or his hot daughter, like, what have the last 35 years been like? Yeah. If if he's 35 now, he's a diehard Texas A&M fan. I don't know if he's a Texas A&M like, like, uh, alum, but if he is, he's 35 Probably years not, removed from the college. I think if you are an alum, you're a little more educated in your decision-making. It's you know Texas. I mean? It doesn't That's take true. much to graduate from one of those schools. It's an SEC school. He's so it's lucky he didn't school. kill somebody. Yeah, he, he's throwing he's a hammer. What if you miss and like... It's just he's just a fucking idiot. Do you no, know what I mean? It's like, a lunatic. Yeah. But it's like think about like if he's this geared up <laughs> for a Texas A and M Ole Miss game the when day both before. teams suck. <laughs> you know, it's like n- nothing's going to matter. Yeah. yeah. Like I- imagine imagine what the last thirty five years have been for this dude. I imagine that this guy probably has his son now going to this to to set up a tent probably on Monday night for their Saturday game because I, I imagine you don't just get over this. I would imagine that this guy's hot <laughs> wife has been doing a lot of fucking of other yeah, dudes while yeah. this Who lunatics. Is, do you have a photo of this? Can I see the of hot the wife? wife? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's um. It, no, this is just a, a distant shot. You can go to the dailyupperdecker.com, Find us on Facebook, Twitter. Jeez, man, not yeah. bad, not bad. At Daily Upper Deck. No, she's she's great. And when you actually see, like, she's got a Facebook page. Uh, I can't remember what her. What her yeah, name is? Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't stalk her that much, <laughs> but the close-ups are like yeah. really nice. Like it, you can't even tell if that's like his daughter or his wife. That's he's batting way out of his league. Uh, but maybe this is the moment she's been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, before so she yeah. can take half. What's her parents saying? Really? He threw a fucking hammer. You know what I mean? No, this is the moment like her parents have been waiting thirty years for. We told you that Robert Patterson was a no good <laughs> piece of shit. We told you thirty years ago what, he might now, throw a hammer at uh, somebody. What, what I wonder though is if is, if this is going to trickle down. Like you think. He gets fired from his job because of this, Robert Patterson. Yeah, no way. I, he gets promoted, right? It's Texas, right? But I, I honestly think at this point, I, when you look at him, like what he's pulling down, uh-huh. I think he knows people, and I think this gets dismissed. And they they have him set up ahead of time. I bet you his tent's going to be set up for him. I yeah, I don't think he's going to be allowed at any more games. <laughs> yeah. I, but but I think like if, no if, way, he probably spends so much money on season tickets. He's got to be like a booster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I honestly think he's going to be one of the. It's going to be one of those cases where if you're the 21 year old student, Ching fucking Ching. That's true. Because I'll tell you what, I've got fifty thousand dollars in student loans. Well, you, you sue the university. Well, well, I would just Couldn't go after you? this guy. I yeah. would just say, hey, look, I've got fifty thousand dollars worth of tuition bills. You pay that, and this goes away. I won't. I won't. I won't press any charges. We'll. We'll just walk away. Now, now, one thing I did find. I just went to a Boise State game, right? And I was up in Boise, and I'm going through the. Tick- Tell me why you were up there, though. You were up there with your brother. Yeah, we go to. I go to a different college football game every year. I mean, this year I, I went, also went to LSU, and I went to a USC game. But I try. I try to stay going to games. But me and my brother specifically, and some childhood friends, always meet up. Different city. Different college football game. We do this with college basketball also, so we just we that's our thing. Um, and this was the Boise State Fresno State game. Yeah, bl- blue turf, basically as yeah. good as it gets for the whack. Yeah, yeah Mountain West. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, Mountain yeah. West, the, the old whack. Um, so I'm 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 going through the 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 ticket. I'm about to you know the lady's about to grab my ticket and scan it, and the, the guy a guy to to the left of me who works clearly security or something stands up with a, a microphone. And he goes, 
Guys, just want to remind you to put your guns and your knives in your car. <laughs> I swear That's to God. I'm just sitting there like, Jesus. Like, is everyone here loaded except me? <laughs> like, I mean, I just I just drank alcohol for eight hours outside the stadium. You're telling me everyone had guns around me? You know what I mean? Were there, like, did you turn around and see, like, how many people were like, ah, shit, I forgot. And, <laughs> like, like, a dozen or like two, they were like, planning on bringing yeah. that. Dude, I couldn't, I mean, I, I, I was actually just more of in, in awe. I was like, wait, what? Can you we know what I mean? just like, check them? <laughs> is there a part? Like, don't we have a metal detector? Like, I'm not trying to end up on the news here when some kid gets mad. Instead of throwing a hammer, he wipes out the entire uh, Boise State fan base. You know well, what I mean? Well, you were telling me that you were in Idaho, and I told you, like, I want to go to Idaho. And I've told people, like, you know, in May, I want to go to Idaho and just check it out because I've heard it's just beautiful. It, it is a beautiful now, state. I have heard uh, from more than one person, and by more than one, I mean two people. <laughs> That I've told, like, the majority of people are like, oh, man, that sounds awesome. Is Idaho really, like, that beautiful? I'm like, that's what I heard. But two people were like, that's clan country. <laughs> I, I'm like, clan country? Well, well okay, so look, I, I was in Boise. I went up the Sun Valley. All, the, all those places are nice. McCall, they're beautiful. You should go. No, I did go to Twin Falls to see that waterfall that I showed you. Yeah. Uh, Shoshone Waterfalls. Now, I, I happened to grab some breakfast at a little, like, diner that had a bar to it, too. So I sat at the bar. Had had a beer with my with my it was more so lunch at this point, but uh, they had a gigantic. I can actually show you the photo, a gigantic, uh, blown up magazine, framed magazine, uh, on the wall of Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Swear to God. And, I took and at a- that point, I noticed <laughs> when I looked through the glass that they actually had a colored section. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Well, my, my my quick reaction, my brother's right next to me. I go, dude, that's Rush Limbaugh on the wall. And I go, holy shit. And I go. Let's finish this beer and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, that was really close to Utah. That was very so close to Utah. So if you say that, very everyone's, close. everyone's it was like, like oh, within like 30 minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Now, now Ohio, Idaho as a state, absolutely gorgeous. I've been. It reminded me of Montana. I've been throughout Montana. Very very similar uh, terrain where I was at. And, and just I recommend it. Everyone should go. It's beautiful. People were very friendly with the exception of the – Rush Limbaugh thing, which love it. Yeah. So for the so we'll leave it at two is the the amount of people. Yeah. It's clan country, <laughs> and no one Watch put out their guns. guns. Get yeah. your guns and your clan. <laughs> uh, moving on here uh, here at the Daily Upper Decker again. Find us on dailyupperdecker.com every single day uh, at, on Facebook and on Twitter at Daily Upper Deck. This is going to hit home for you, Colby Dan, because I know you are a closet. Jets fan. Are you a closet Jets fan or you're, it's out in the open? No, no, it's out. It's, well, I, I mean, it's been out in the open, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, you just haven't Because the first thing I think it. you thought of was like, when you saw this, you're like, oh, fucking Colby, man. You know, like. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, when I, when I saw this, it was just kind of like, here's the story we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. A 57-year-old Jets fan <laughs> was arrested for DUI uh, on Sunday, and when he was pulled over, they found... Uh, wasn't the other man 57, too? Yes. That was a really <laughs> tough some week. some irony going on. <laughs> really tough week for 57-year-old sports fans. Um, so uh, they said a, a West Milford man <laughs> took the New York Jets blowout loss on Sunday particularly hard, allegedly trying to dull the pain with a joint, a baggie of marijuana with the requisite rolling papers, and three-quarters of a bottle of bourbon, claiming he did it all because, quote, <laughs> the Jets suck, unquote, police said. Uh, Christopher Grayshock, 57, told police that his inebriation was all due to the Jets' misfortune. Captain Larry Martin uh, said this. Such as, uh, such was Grayshock's alleged intoxication that police said they could smell it on his breath. Uh, however, this is, this is my point about the story, that he only blew a .13. <laughs> 
Which means I that sound that doesn't sound like a Jets fan. Yeah. Like a by that's been following the team since the Name It days. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. sounds like someone who jumped who jumped on like Well 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 here's the thing too, is like you had the uh like we know the Jets are terrible this year, right? I kind of knew coming into the year we're starting Darnold. We don't have a ton of offensive uh, skill players, uh, and then I thought, you know, to me it was like, so what this tells me, like, I, I yeah, I've gotten drunk and, and done some dumb stuff before at the Jets losing, you know, a key game when you're about to make the playoffs or a, a choking in the playoffs like they did a bunch of times. However. This one makes me think gambling. This one makes me think that this guy put a bunch of money. You know, Jersey's got, you know, it's legal to gamble at sports books in Jersey. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming that this guy, being he was a Jets fan, he was like, you know what? They're going to beat the Dolphins. We're going to fucking do this. We're going to put, you know, and he probably. Bills. No, it was the, oh, it was the Bills. Bills. That's yeah. right. Oh, that's even worse. So it's probably well, a that, lot that, actually, of money. Actually, you know what? I can actually kind of reason with that because I was, I was kind of upset with that too. But, I mean, the Bills, how do you let that happen? The Bills are like the worst team in football. Right. Well, I I would say that if he didn't have any money on the game going in, now yeah. he does. Now he yeah. does. The amount of money they have to pay in fines, lawyer fees, insurance. All I will. That stuff I now. will say, like I was twenty years old, maybe nineteen years old, and I was at East Carolina University, and the Jets opened up their season on a Thursday night, and we were like supposed to be good. We had Curtis Martin, and and I did. You know, I. I kind of got into a bar fight over the New York Jets. <laughs> so, I, like I said, I was a step close to it. I didn't get arrested as much as I wish I was. Right. But I can I can understand it. But once again, I had more promise there. You kind of knew they were going to suck this year. So that's why it's, I think it's got to be gambling related. Well, in the case, like I, I understand growing up in Wisconsin, I understand how this happens. So in Wisconsin, there was a, a stat that domestic violence in Wisconsin goes up 200% when the Packers lose. <laughs> so think about like how bad it's been this year. Especially cuz the calls, that, especially like, cuz the calls are all questionable. Like the the Clay Matthews things and oh, like man. uh you know Crosby with the field well, goal kicking. And you when know, they like, lose to the Vikings it like is yeah. really through the roof. Uh let me ask you though, you still are you still watching the Packer games? Well, I watched at a bar last night. Uh, just to go support a friend, the bar was like. But I, I remember, like last time we talked, we were you were really turned off by the NFL. Yeah, it, it, me I'm too. Not, me I'm too. Not, like yeah. I'm not setting. Uh, like when they played, it was the the Packers Rams. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go to the game out here. Were you originally planning on going? Uh, at the beginning of the year, yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude, they're coming to L.A. Let's do it. And then as it got closer, I was like, three hundred bucks for a yeah. seat that's eighty rows up at the Coliseum. You should have hit me oh, up thanks. actually. For tickets? Yeah. No, I was playing beach football. Okay, but I would have got you tickets. This is why Colby Dant from the Sports Gambling Podcast is on the Daily Upper Decker (laughs) Podcast because he gets free tickets two weeks afterwards. Well, I know the guy who uh, his company is uh, building the stadium. Oh, the new one, yeah. Yeah. So So he just... Well, no, he has uh, has a hookup for Coliseum, Dodgers... uh, The Giants, San Francisco Giants. Or at least I could have paid $300 and been on the sideline, like... Sniffing a cheerleader's yeah, ass. Yeah, 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 definitely. He definitely would have hooked you up with that. But, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm the same way, though. The NFL has been a turnoff, especially with those those Clay Matthews sacks. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to really support that league, you know what I mean? Like, well, especially when you have a, a buffoon as the, the head coach who, yeah. who runs Aaron Jones 11 times when the dude's running, like, I don't know, on, on you know, per seat. Yeah, like, what's per he getting season, per like Six or seven <laughs> yards a carry. It's like, let's run him 11 times. When the Chiefs and Rams high-flying offenses are still running 23 yeah. times a game, There's something to that. 25 times yeah. a game, got to do it. But no, as far as, far as like the Jets fan, like I actually like sympathize with this guy, but 
The part that I don't like about it is that he only blew a point one three. That's if true. You were really, that's, that's true. Hurt. I've been in a hospital before <laughs> over a point three. That's true. Like that's as, true. As far as like this Jets fan going out and blowing a point one three. This isn't the most severe case of a Jets fan drinking himself into oblivion because you know there's at least did he have a family six, too? <laughs> any, anymore between like six to fifteen people who either drank themselves into a coma or to death <laughs> yeah. that like didn't get picked up. It was just that this guy told a cop that the Jets suck and that's why I'm drunk and that's why that headline was picked up. But there are people uh, and, who took it and, way harder. And, than and by the way, you know what? That cop is a piece of shit because you know what? He's probably a Giants fan because if he was a true Jets <laughs> fan, if he was a true Jets fan, he would have stopped and says, I'm going to give you a break, man. I'm going to give you a break. You know what I mean? I'm going to drive gonna you home. Take your keys. Yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna to leave your car here's on your, the side of the road Here's your here. fifth. Fi- find a way home. Yeah. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? You know what? Yeah, it, I, I agree. I think if the, the, if the, the cop would have been a true Jets fan, he'd have been like, <laughs> Give me your keys. I'm going to quick move this up here. Don't move anywhere. Grab that bottle of bourbon because you and I are going to finish it on the way home as I, as I drive you home. We're going we're to finish what's left. Uh, moving on here in a hot mess. I was just talking to you about uh, UNLV and uh, San Diego State. Yeah. About how the over-under in the game last week was, uh, was 51 and a half. And I'm sitting up in, in Atlanta and I'm watching the game because I'm just so like fucked on time. And it's just like, I know I've got to be up at 4 a.m. East Coast time. Mm-hmm. But so here I sit at like 1 a.m. And I'm just wide awake because it's 10 p.m. It was 27-24 too, right? So it's 27-24 over under is 51 and a half. And it's just kind of like, oh, well, I didn't have any action Did you, you, on it. you didn't take it? Okay. No, no. I, I didn't have any action okay. on it. But it's just like there's nothing else to watch in the hotel room. So I'm watching it. So I know what the totals are. And I know that uh, UNLV is about to win. And it's like third down, second or third down. The running back breaks breaks through the line, and then he like totally dekes the the cornerback, uh-huh. like he's just gonna stop. So the cornerback gives up. So then the guy like is like fuck you, and he runs into the end zone, and the sidelines going nuts. All of a sudden, the ref throws a flag, Out and they the call blue. a phantom holding call. Now, how long of a run was this? Oh, fifty yards. Oh, 50, okay, okay. Because I was wondering, I was like, why didn't they kick? Why didn't they get three points out of this? But okay, if no, it's no, fifty so yards. Just, yeah, so he just ran yeah. it in. And, and what would what would have happened if you just would have taken a knee? Is they would have been able to run out the clock. Yeah, and everything would have been fine. So when you went back to like Vegas, if if you go back to VegasInsider.com, you look at what percentage of bets were placed on the over. It was like eighty eight percent on the over. Man. So they just would have taken a huge beating. And when the team is attached to Las Vegas, you're just kind of like whoop, red flags. That's, that is true. Uh, well, the reason why I talk about UNLV, it was, a, it was a nice little segue into this story. I want to ask you a question, Colby. Should you lose your job as a Las Vegas sportscaster if you're caught masturbating at a slot machine at 9.15 in the morning? Uh, do you want my honest opinion? <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's a normal thing, though. You know what I mean? Vegas, you know. <laughs> at, you know at, 9, at 9.15 at night. I would understand why you would lose your job because if you're the sportscaster, you're got, you got to be on the air pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you need to be in getting makeup done. Yeah, but this, I, I need you like you this know, guy was professional. Still made it to work that night. That night did you know? it, and then at nine fifteen in the morning was in an unnamed <laughs> bar. Uh, here's the story: a Las Vegas TV sportscaster. Why is that bar unnamed? Yeah, right. gonna, I want to know what hurt that is. the business. I think yeah. it could help the business. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. Why, why is this downtown Las Vegas <laughs> bar not named? Why is he or, downtown? Or like I mean, you know. <laughs> What is it? The palace? Yeah, the, the yeah. Pa- whatever, yeah. whatever, the, the saloon. Um, a Las Vegas TV sportscaster was arrested Tuesday morning. Uh, he's accused of exposing himself and masturbating at a North Las Vegas bar. According to a police... That's why. North Las Vegas. <laughs> that was, 
<laughs> when confronted by North Las Vegas police, uh, Randall William Howe, who uses the honor name Randy Howe, denied the allegations, saying he wasn't jerking off. He was itching terribly and was scratching himself, <laughs> according to the arrest report. Right now, how old was this guy? Uh, oh, he's in his 50s. I'm guessing, he's, I'm guessing he's 57. Yeah, you know what I mean? Tough week. Tough week. <laughs> Uh, an employee at the unidentified tavern called police at 9.15 p.m. to report that a patron sitting at the slot machine at a bar had allegedly been masturbating. Oh, a worker told responding police officers that they noticed the patron uh, display strange behavior, which included walking to the bathroom with his penis outside his pants. <laughs> Surveillance video reviewed by police showed the patron unzip his pants and fondle himself. <laughs> How insisted he was not masturbating, saying he had a severe rash and was scratching himself. He said he probably shouldn't have been scratching himself at the bar and that it was a bad decision. Severe rash. I love that one. His lawyer had to tell him that, right? See, I, at this point, though, like, think about it. Like, think about, like, let's say, where, where did you grow up? Washington, D.C. Yeah. So who's, like, the local sports guy? Steve Zabin? Yeah, that would be George Michael also. All right, so let, yeah. let's say you see George Michael yeah. or Steve yeah. Zabin or Dexter Manley. Yeah, oh, that's my guy, man. Guy couldn't yeah. read, but God damn it, could he, he, play good, he was a nice guy, too, man. Was he good in the trenches? <laughs> So let's say you see like Steve Zabin mm-hmm. or George Michael and you are you see him at a bar or at a Denny's or a Waffle House at 915 in the morning. Jerking off. And you go up and you're going to be like, you know, let's say it's not 915. It's 845. You get him a half hour early. Uh-huh. You're going to see him. You're going to be like, oh, dude. Yeah. George Michael. <laughs> Steve Zabin. You're going to reach out your hand. You're going to shake his hand. And be like, man, I watch you on the news. I love what you do. You're my favorite sportscaster in town. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. So how many people went and recognized Randy <laughs> Howe and shook his hand before that? The sick Ooh, fuck was probably like, yeah, hey, hi, great Man, to, that's great probably why he's jerking off. It's probably a hot girl or something that touched his hand, and now he's, he's jerking off because of that. Well, like my, buddy, my, like my buddy Jigsy Cat back home said, in his defense, those Judge Judy slot machines are quite titillating. <laughs> That, hey, they're pretty exciting these that, days. That's what I'm saying. What, what, they, they, don't they have a Baywatch one too? Oh, I, I mean, bet. you could really. They've I got mean, a Willy Wonka one. They've got a Baywatch one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so so there's some. You know, he just was he on anything else? Was he? Did they say he was on anything? No, no. no th- so the, all, all the only thing he gave was I was itching terribly. Well, so at this point, I want to ask you: Is, is there poison ivy in Las Vegas? <laughs> Somewhere, <laughs> probably in the Elvis suite. <laughs> the um, if you. If if you knew this, like let's say you shook his hand at eight forty five. Oh man! And now, like a day later, you read this. Would you rather know that he was, or would you like to think that he was jerking off, or that he was itching a really bad rash on his cock? I honestly I think, think you might point, go jerking off yeah, at this point. I'd, I'd rather at this point just say, nah, you know what? The dude's a perv, dude. He was jerking off at 950. Because then you're thinking you're getting the rash. You know what I mean? Like you're going, you're, you're going, you're probably going to be paranoid. It's like when you have fleas in your house. You know how, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, when you have fleas, like, a do- if your dog well, has studies fleas, have shown that 45% of our listeners have fleas in the house, so they're listening. <laughs> they are. Their ears are perked. My point is you can kind of get your brain can kind of mess with you. You can feel like you're itching, and you're not even really itching. The fleas aren't getting you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're probably getting your dog or your cat. There's a psychological thing there. So um, what my point is is that if you if he, if he is itching because of the disease and you're buying into that, you're like, oh, sh- shit, man. Like, do I have this? And then you're going to start thinking... Oh, you know, yeah. what's that? You know, the the uh, the minute yeah. like you see just a red mark on your hand, it's just gonna be like, what the fuck? You know man? what I mean? A, yeah, it's like a, a, a dog hair brushes up against you. You start itching because you think, fuck, man, this rash, this rash yeah. is getting. I, me, I'd man. rather have yeah. one toss one off. Yeah, I don't think so. Rash, just go soap your hands down. And you're like, ah, you know. <laughs> so yeah, hey, uh, I, I I haven't seen anything that has said this guy's canned. 
I would think. Or whatever. Well, you never know. Like it's 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 crazy. It's it's all who you know. However, someone did leave a comment on the Daily Upper Decker when we ran this story. I could well okay good go. Uh, Richard Ago says so he's guilty according to this writer. Dot 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 dot. Now in. in True, like if you want to do grammar police here, it should just be three dots. Okay. You don't need to leave like nine 30 dots. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you see the reviews about this bar and the scumbags it employs? <laughs> you are an idiot and may someone set you up someday so they can take your job. So this is definitely him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he found this site yeah. and was like, damn it, you know, I'm going to attack this. Now, I'm not throwing the Daily Upper Decker under the bus here and like saying that we're a, a, a shitty site. We do this as like a, <laughs> we're comics here. We yes. like to have fun. We're not in it for the money. There's no money coming into this. But if you found this story <laughs> and you Googled Randy Howard, sportscaster jerking off, uh, that means you probably made it to about page 14 on <laughs> yeah, Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a so lot of effort. So you spent your lot- entire night... <laughs> Going through all these sites because you know Barstool is probably on there. Oh, man, it's got to be a bunch. Yeah, busted coverage. How total you, pro TMZ sports. TMZ might even cover that. TMZ yeah. sports. Yeah. yeah. So all of these sports, and, and then like you know, local the Las Vegas Sun. Yeah. How many papers? Like uh, you know, news. Uh, well, I can tell you this. News stations. Yeah, he's definitely done also because I know a comedian uh, in Orange County. He's in his uh, late fifties, early sixties. That used to be a weatherman in Vegas, right? And he, you know, they went to hire some diversity, and and kind of just canned him for for no reason. Oh! And he took it a little. He 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 was a little uh, hot tempered, so he drew a dick on the overhead, on the weather. So when they when they did the the, he drew a dick on the. So when you looked at the map of Las Vegas, there was a big outline of a dick. So he got blacklisted from from weather all throughout Las Vegas. I think throughout the whole country, actually. So I would assume Carson that, City will I, take. I it. would I would assume that this guy's done in sports in, in sports announcing. You know what I mean? Wait, when you when you Google him right now, Randy Howe, does he have a Twitter? Uh, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Randy Howe. Let's let's check it out. This tell is me it's updated. You tell me it's like innocent till proven guilty. <laughs> uh, well. If I click on tweets and replies on Randy Howe, his last tweet is November 5th. Former Raiders wide receiver Amari Cooper has first TD in Big D. <laughs> now, let me grab my so Big November D. So, November 5th. Yeah. Ex- yeah. <laughs> so, you get it. Right. Now, this story is from when I wrote this story, it's from November 8th. So, it makes sense that he hasn't tweeted anymore. Yeah. I, I, it, what To me, what it, what it screams is that that... He's got a rash all over his hand, and he yep. doesn't want to touch his computer or his phone. Exactly, because you never know who will use your computer after that. You know what I mean? You pass it along. You're thinking it with the other people, Tommy. Hey, either way, man, it's a good one. Itching terribly. I gotta give you. Got to get at least a couple of points for creativity. Dude, uh, d- definitely. But I wonder if that was like, did he have that answer before he got to the police station and talked to his lawyer, <laughs> or was that something his lawyer's like, no, he's he's been known to have itching and he's had this rash for for weeks. I honestly you know think what I mean? the cops showed up and that's what he that's the best he could come up with. Did the guy recently go on a trip to like Africa or potentially got stung by like some rare exotic pug? Or you was he like mean? hanging around Area Fifty One, like whatever, like <laughs> Roswell you know, yeah, or just, some shit? Was he in Reno for <laughs> yeah, Christ's uh, sake? That's just, that's that's very valid. That's, <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes open wide, like uh, uh, yeah, I, I, dude, I've stayed. I thought I stayed at a, a nice hotel in Reno, and I think I still have a rash on my <laughs> neck from that fucking thing. My dog has a rash. And I wore two yeah. layers. <laughs> uh, hey, so uh, the, the real reason why uh, you are here is yeah. because we're pals. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, I wanted to come over, drink some beers, wanted to chat it up. Uh, you are a college football guru. So, I, I granted, we could talk about the, the Packers' embarrassing loss in Seattle last night and how fat Mike McCarthy is these days. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it. I, uh, when I've got Colby Dant, the college football, football guru from the Sports Gambling Podcast here, I want to talk about college sports. And the first thing I want to talk about, did you see Rakish, the intern's prediction yesterday about the North Texas mean green under coming in every single game? So by, you know, the sheer sheer aver- law of averages or whatever, the over had to come in. Sooner or later, the opposite had to come in, bro, and boy, did it ever. Which is even more amazing because Mason Fine, their star quarterback, they have a great quarterback in North Texas. I don't know if you've watched so North when, Texas. When did he break his arm? It was in the third quarter, I think. But but I think it was early in the third. Okay. I think it was like the first drive of the third quarter. Okay. Uh, but the guy's a stud. So you would think, though, that, that if you had the under, that you're like, hell yeah. You know, like this star quarterback just broke his hand. You know what I mean? And I have been known on numerous occasions to root for injuries. <laughs> like, I'm the one guy, like, when a guy is just face first. Like, when Austin Collie got his 18th concussion, I was like, fuck yeah, about time, stay down. Once again, this goes back to our thing, though. When you have the family, I don't know that you're going to be able to do this in front of your daughter. <laughs> Dad, why are you cheering at Wayne Corbett being knocked out again? Right? <laughs> Honey, believe me, later on somewhere in life I'm going to interview him, and he's going to say it was all totally worth it. What a good dude. <laughs> Who, by the way, is a great handicapper, by the way. I know. He yeah, was, right. <laughs> um, uh, when I interviewed him, he had just gotten done winning like a DraftKings. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, you know, one of those like the things that Sean Green won. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. Was, like fourth place or fifth place or something. Dude, that's amazing. Uh, so, so wait, 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 so the Mason Fine thing, no. So that, I mean, that's a that's a you would think that's a huge break for the under, and it still pans out like big time. Yeah. Came in. So when you look at a game. Tell me what your reasoning is for the most part. You you, you were talking about like how you like the quarterbacks. Uh, normally, like obviously, like to me with and, and I you know I cover college basketball as well. College basketball and college football are that's where my heart's at. Eighteen to twenty two year olds, they don't focus very well, especially when they hit the road. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're all hopped up on Mountain Dew. Yeah, and especially what cities they go to on the road. You know what I mean? If you're playing a game in Vegas, eighteen to twenty two, mm-hmm. pay attention to those things. Experience. Experience is everything in college sports, in my opinion, like or college football and college basketball. Uh, yeah, there's rare examples, but most of it, like this year, uh, my preseason bets, I went, I'm five, uh, I did five locks on five teams' win totals. And they've already hit? They've already hit. They've wow. already hit. Uh, they already hit a while ago. I wish we had been yeah. friends in August. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you son of a bitch. No, uh, and even, uh, even my six uh, is, is, Probably going to hit with Tulane at over a four and a half, or no, over five and a half. What so they they're, right they're, right they're five and six. Oh, five, they got yeah. Navy this week, or this next, not this week, this next week. Okay. So that that would be the sixth one. But my fir- my first five have hit, but a lot of that is just paying attention to a. I mean, a little bit of schedule, but returning returning players. Returning players is huge, especially at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Especially at the quarterback position, you have a. I mean, Utah State returned like uh, what I think nineteen or twenty starters. I I didn't know they'd be this and good. And if you're keeping score yeah. at home, there are 22 starters. Yes. yes. Why are you including kicker and punter? That's 24. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't even include those. So, they, but they probably knowing how good they are this year, they probably returned those too. You know, so uh, that that's one key. So when I'm picking games, obviously you 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 the eye test from the week before matters. If knowing if their if their morale, like I I've been fading Louisville all year. 
because I think Bobby Petrino is a shit coach when it comes to mm-hmm. when the chips are down. That guy is a garbage coach. Like he's he's successful throughout his career, but when the chips are down, that's not a guy that's going to get get them to rally back up. So how many times have you won on Louisville this year? Oh, I, I was I'm on fire with them. <laughs> All right, maybe I will take that fifty yeah. bucks. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, so when Rakish does his picks at our side, I, I always you are uh, what I love about having you on the show is that you like are knowledgeable about the sport. Yeah. Rakish is not. He's Rakesh just looking at analytics. He looks at numbers and yeah. then he compares them to his family members. So in the case of last <laughs> night, when the North Texas Mean Green uh, were or were coming into like the what their tenth game or eleventh yeah. game, yeah, and the under had hit in every single game, he compared it to his cousin Anaji in college, who would let thirteen <laughs> guys rail her at one time. <laughs> And she would keep doing this over and over and over again, it says here, until uh, like like nothing bad was going to happen. And then it said a short while later, her poon broke. So like <laughs> he would use that and say, based on Cousin Anaji's like, sexual mishaps, yeah. like sooner or later, the opposite is going to happen in a North Texas game. And by golly, it did. And, and you know, once again, he knows his, uh, he knows his sister. And so cousin, what, are, cousin. What, are, what are you? Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, he does. He's a big family guy. He's a big family guy. <laughs> Uh, what is what's your percentage? You're hitting on your your uh, six pack. You're hitting at fifty six percent. I have some uh, give or take because of uh, the 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 other games that have happened in the, during this week. But uh, yeah, around fifty six percent. I've only had one losing week all year. Uh, great, that minds. was week two. Rocky and I was in Vegas. Six percent. Okay, good. yeah. So great minds. Yeah. <laughs> so week two, you were in Vegas, just hammered. Sean Green's bachelor party for the sports gambling podcast. Sean Green. Uh, uh, so I, I blame a lot of my uh, picks on me being in Las Vegas and being inebriated for like five days. You I agree. Know, Vegas five days is retarded. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's my that's by my the th- third day. Yeah, I mean, and the second day, I think on adrenaline, you're still going. You can make some wise decisions. <laughs> yeah. By the third day, oh, it's man. like you need to honestly like go up and say this is what I'm going to bet. I got there on a Wednesday. The exact opposite. I got there on a Wednesday. So imagine Saturday. <laughs> You, I, I'm gonna. I, I I love you and all as a good friend, but you. I bet you smelled terrible <laughs> on Saturday. There's no way, no matter how many times you shower, yeah. you're just you're just sweating garlic and sweating like pizza sauce and sweating the paps. I think I did almost get kicked out of Caesar's Palace Sportsbook, and that's probably why. Probably that's had, tough. I, yeah. They'll let anybody <laughs> right. in. Uh, so look, I mean, only one losing week all year though. That was week two. So. I think that that speaks for itself. You know and that's I mean? good. People have forgotten about week two, especially considering it's like what week twelve. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. So the the one thing I want to talk to you about big time is that when when college football betters look at this week, they're going to say this is um, like a week of maybe overlooks because next week is rivalry week. Yeah. So it's like next week is Michigan Ohio State. Next week is Alabama Auburn. So it's like. What's going to happen this week when Indiana travels to Michigan? Is Michigan barely going to win because they're? I mean, how much? How much of that basically goes into your thought process and this week? I, I think it's a very important week betting wise. I see, but I would fear it more on the if Michigan had to go to Indiana. Okay, you know what I mean. When it's at home, this would be their Super Bowl. This yeah. would be their college. Football yeah, playoff. yeah. When it's at home, I really. I mean, I'm not saying take. I'm not saying minus the 25 or 28 points, but I would say. I think if anything, I, you know, I handicap every game, so I think I took Indiana in the in the twenty eight. But I just don't see it happening in a, in in Ann Arbor. If it was in Bloomington, I would think, man, that you know that could bite them. You know what I mean? Like, so pay attention to the road games to me. <clears throat> but we were talking also off mic before before we started. We were saying that it's impossible for Alabama to have 
yeah. like an overlooked okay. game. Why? Well, this is great. This is what the, the SEC. Uh, look, I study the sport, and I don't have a bias against the SEC. I truly don't. Like, I don't. I well, don't. You went to East Carolina, so you obviously enjoy the South. Uh, yeah, exactly. But when you look at the when you look at the schedule, the SEC does it. First off, they only play eight conference games. Right. So if I'm betting this week yeah. on our little office football pool here, I can't even see Alabama yeah. because you can't see you, Why? Can't, you, can't, you can't see most of the the SEC because they schedule an, an FCS the week before rivalry week. It's all of them do it for the most part. If not that, they schedule a terrible FBS. And what, what I mean, FCS is Division Two. If, if to break that down to our listeners, and FBS. All right. So you ready, yeah. Mom? You get that FCS yeah. Division Two. Yeah. Well, it's it's one double A. So it's like where North Dakota State's at. But they would never schedule North Dakota State because they're too good of a team. So my issues with, with Alabama in general, let's just zero in on them for a second. They have, they, they're the last team out of all the teams in the Power Five to play a out-of-conference road game mm-hmm. against the Power Five. They haven't, that was 2011. They've only done two in Nick Saban's, uh, I think, uh, 12 years there or 11 years there. And one of those was Duke. The other, who's the other? I can't, I can't, I can't recall off the top of my head. But both were both were cupcakes, right? And and get, and they schedule a neutral site game every year in a city that's really close to them. It's either Orlando or Alabama or Atlanta. Like Dallas. Yeah. We're like yeah, Alabama. But they'll make sure if they go to Dallas, they make sure the opposing team. We broke down the mileage on my podcast, mm-hmm. and they always have a gigantic mileage advantage. So they basically so they they schedule eight conference games. Either two FCS teams like Florida did this year, or an, a, a terrible FCS team and a terrible FBS team. Take take Auburn for example this year. Auburn did Alabama State, who's terrible in the FCS, and then they scheduled Liberty, who they're playing this week. Right? <laughs> Liberty is making the jump from FCS to FBS this year, so they essentially scheduled two FCS teams. Right. And last year, Liberty was just one game above 500 on the FCS scale. So I don't even know why they are jumping up to the FBS. They're just, for the money, obviously, that would be the, the reasoning. It's like, why do some guys enjoy getting, you know, stepped on by a chick in high heels? <laughs> but just, when you, but, they, they like the torture. Right? But when you break it down, it's a, it's a, to me, it's just a gigantic advantage and a great blueprint because Alabama never plays two tough games back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And you can look at this way for most of the SEC. You pull up Georgia's schedule. Really hard to see. Like two, I mean, Kentucky might come up out of nowhere and have a good year this year. They had Florida and Kentucky back to back. Still not an excruciating schedule. Like, I, I, it's just a gigantic advantage. Whereas, as a, and here's another reason: the eight conference games, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the, the Big Twelve play nine conference games. Now, what that does is that gives you an opponent, another home or an away game against another team that probably knows you pretty well. Mm-hmm. That's a gigantic. Disadvantage for those three. I mean, I I think everyone should play nine conference games. Well, in yeah, in the Big Twelve, which is technically only ten teams. Yeah, everybody plays everybody. Yeah, and there's some good teams in there. I mean, you've seen it with the with the the, the, the Pac-12. You've seen it with the, the Big Ten, though. You saw uh, uh, Ohio Ohio State lost to Purdue this year. Mm-hmm. That's probably their ninth game. Mm-hmm. Last year it was Iowa. That's their ninth game. They don't play in the same division. They had a, that's one more cross game. And the SEC doesn't challenge themselves with this. So it's a gigantic advantage to me. The ACC does eight, but I'll give the ACC a little bit of a pass because they schedule a non-Power 5 road game. Like Virginia Tech lost to Old Dominion at Old Dominion this year. Mm-hmm. At least they're taking chances. Alabama and the SEC, they don't play road games at a conference. Well, to be fair, yeah. uh, 
once you get above the number eight, that's a big number for an SEC school. For people to once, especially it's, it's, when, yeah. if it gets yeah, to double yeah, digits, yeah, like, people can't comprehend double digits <laughs> at an SEC school, yeah. and you can't make them travel too far because at that point they think they're in Canada, they they, they yeah. think they're outside of the country. Once you get above the Mason Dixon line, <laughs> you can't get you can't ask an Alabama to travel that far. Uh, and then I mean, come on, the Citadel, they're playing the Citadel. I mean, that is they just, have a football team for sure. The, I think that me and you could play for the Citadel. You know what I mean? I really believe that. What is the Citadel? Is that like is that a a, a military school? Or I believe is that in like South priests? Carolina. Is that for the priests? Or I, think, is it... I think it's a military school in South Carolina. Is it? It's like the equivalent of like VMI, I think, in, in Virginia. And like ninety percent of their starters are over in Afghanistan or something right now. <laughs> Probably. So it's like you know they're getting Probably. they're getting like the. But but I mean where, true where freshman quarterback who who like only has one arm so he can't <laughs> hold an assault rifle. Exactly. It's crazy. Exactly, man. You got an eye patch. Right, <laughs> but it'd be a feel-good story. Yeah. Saban will let him go for two scores before they really beat the shit out of him. Saban will shake his hand afterwards. Uh, dude, it's just a mess. Though. I mean, come on. That, like that's one thing I want to see college football get those nine conference games for all the Power Five conferences. Oh, nine, I agree. Nine conference games should be should be a written rule. But what do you, what do you think about like a a school like UCF? I love it. So why why is a school like UCF not even included, especially after what they did last year? Wouldn't you think that after what they did last year, and then they returned. They returned everybody pretty much except their coach, right? Well, and, they, and it showed they had talent because six players got drafted by the NFL. So six players get drafted, and everyone else yeah. that was coming back was. It's I mean Milton. I mean Mackenzie Milton is a stud quarterback. He's a, I mean he's better than most quarterbacks in the SEC, if not all of them. So you know it, well, I mean? is there is there ever going to be a, a point where a team like that, like a UCF, actually gets a chance as like number four seed? No, because like, I believe what would it take at this point? Like Michigan loses this week to Indiana. Ohio State loses. So you're you're both like two lost teams. Is that what it takes? Like everybody in front of them has two losses, and then would they be like, okay, you're you're number four? Look, I'm a truther on this, man, and I love college football. But the reason why college basketball is better is because. I, I don't on, on my podcast we don't even call it the playoff we call it the invitational, mm-hmm. and what that because that, it's all about money, mm-hmm. and they, they, I don't think they'd ever put UCF in. They would need like I don't they would go so out of their way to, to make. I mean you've seen it with the way they isn't it, isn't Disney World like fucking sponsoring these guys? Yeah, like, they're in Orlando, yeah. right? It's a gigantic uh, student. Uh, uh, I mean like like thirty thousand some, some kids, something right? like yeah. that. Yeah, student. Oh jeez, can't even talk. Um, but I mean, dude, they're. They're more than deserving. I mean, a classic example. They always come down on them. It's so obvious to see. Like they were like, well, they haven't beat a winning team. They said that a few weeks ago mm-hmm. when Pitt was five hundred and Memphis was five hundred. Well, we knew that Memphis didn't would, they beat Temple? Yes, but that was right before this week. They stated okay. that, which was that's a crock of shit. Though the season needs to work itself out. Pitt is now in 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 the lead in the, in the coastal. Yeah. If the season ended today, they'd be playing Clemson for the ACC championship, right? Another thing they, they they'll cleverly bring that up, but they won't bring up the fact that Notre Dame needed a touchdown in the final two minutes to beat Pitt, right? But yet Central Florida beat them by like forty five points, right? This is good. That's this what is I'm saying. Colby Day yeah, that's from what the I'm Sports saying. Gambling podcast. They, they don't. Here's another classic move they do. They won't get so so. They know that Memphis is is decent. They know that. Or, or uh, how about this? Like they don't want any of those, a, a, any of those small schools being there, so they won't rank another team in their division. Like Temple or Houston could have been ranked 
in the top 25 in their initial playoff rankings, but they were like, no, if we do this, that's a strong win for well, them. What about Cincinnati? Exactly. Cincinnati finally like popped well, into the top 25. Exactly. And, I mean, and th- their one loss was in overtime to Temple, who was a good team. Temple beat Maryland. Maryland beat Texas. We could sit there and play this game all day. Right. Texas beat Oklahoma. You right. know what I mean? Like, but – but that's it. Just clearly shows it's obvious. If when you really dive in on the level that I I I dive in on, it's disappointing because like I love college football, but you get to the end and you see it's just bullshit. It's all about money, and that's why it needs to go to a sixteen team playoff. You know. Well, I'm glad you say that because here at the Daily Upper Decker, we're all about money. <laughs> we don't make any money. We don't make any money. There are no ads on our sites or anything like that, but we like to make our listeners money. So Colby Dan from the Sports Gambling Podcast. You can find him on Twitter at the Colby D. You have your six-pack every single week. Let's go through your six picks. All right, let's do it. Uh, from the start, I'm going to continue a trend I've been doing, and that's fade Louisville. NC State coming off a loss, which I predicted. It was part of my six-pack last week. I had Wake beating NC State. Guess what they did? They beat him with their third-string quarterback. Uh, NC State at Louisville, minus 16 points. At least that's what the line was for me a couple but, days no, ago. So right yeah. now it's still minus 16, but you would almost have to jump on that uh, now. I wouldn't want to get it over 17 just for garbage points. However, I, I still am pretty strong about this because NC State has Ryan Finley and Louisville's defense. Louisville very well should be almost winless. They're one, one of their wins... Would, Is against the Citadel? Uh, Indiana State. <laughs> Larry, Larry Bird's alma mater. Pretty close. And... Uh, uh, and then the, the the Western Kentucky, who has one win, they, they needed a comeback against Western Kentucky. They're not good. Bobby Petrino's old stopping grounds. How great was that, though? He got fired on – and did you see that? Did you see he was – every coach has a show, especially at the Power 5 schools, where they do a 30-minute show about the uh-huh. week prior. So they're doing that about Bobby Petrino's show. And on the bottom line, saying Bobby Petrino fired from Louisville. So he's on the show while this Man, is happening. <laughs> That kind of tells you what kind of guy he is, yeah. that they would do that while it was going on. They're like, you know what? Let's have some fun with this fucking guy. Let's. But look, I like NC State. Look, I know that's a road team, uh, but I, I, I think Ryan Finley, they, they, another thing is they only have six wins. They want to solidify a good bowl game, and they're a, a senior-led team. So, All right, so Colby Dan, six-pack. Find them at the Colby D. North Carolina over Louisville. Minus 16. No, no, no. no, no, no. Uh, North Carolina State. I'm sorry. North yeah. Carolina State, yeah. minus 16 over Louisville. Uh, this is one also one of my favorite plays, and and people are gonna be like, "Whoa!" Because I, I normally a lot of gamblers say, "Hey, don't touch rivalry games." Well, I don't believe in that. I had North Carolina beating Duke. I mean, with the fourteen point or with the ten points, they they only lost by seven. Uh, I'm going uh, USC minus three or three and a half. I don't know what that line is at the ver- at this very second, but at UCLA, which is not much of a. Uh, you know, try, I mean, the same city. Well, you got to look yeah. at like U- UCLA's quarterback. He looks like he's forty-seven. Uh, are we talking uh, Spate? Spate. Okay, yeah. I was like Dorian Robinson or Spate. Uh, looks like I got a minus three right now. SoCal. I love that line mainly. Look, I know Chip Kelly's starting to get things going in the right direction at UCLA, but Clay Helton is literally coaching for his job these final two weeks against Notre Dame and against uh, UCLA, and they, they, there's a much more talented team. Chip Kelly hasn't gotten to get his players in there yet, so. That's a big deal. You know what I mean? I, I love that line. I, I one stood out to me right from the start. So I, I'm all over the Trojans getting it done. They are on the road, though, in Pasadena. So keep that in mind. Yeah. 14 miles down the street. LA's a fickle family. It's like one of my comedy shows. There's, there's half the crowd's there. You know what I mean? Like, So we'll, we'll see how that works that out. That might be the worst attended USC-UCLA game of all time. All right, go ahead. Uh, I got Bowling Green at Akron. I like Akron here as the play. 
Do you like him because Bowling Green hasn't won a game since the Bush administration? Uh, well, that was my number one lock coming into the season was B- Bowling Green under five and a half wins. And uh, Mike Jinks has already been fired, their head coach. So Akron here, Terry Bowden is their coach. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Trump supporter. Got to love, gotta love the Bowden family. And uh, he's doing just fine yeah, in Ohio. Yeah, and uh, look, they're playing for. They're, they can still be bowl eligible. Bowling Green, their season's done. It's dog shit. Bowling Green's on the road in Akron. Uh, give me, give me the zips to get it done. Minus seven. My guess is that at least six of their players get arrested before the game. I like it. Akron. There we go. And then I got uh, Virginia at Georgia Tech. Now this was. I feel like this week I am touching more road games, which I don't traditionally like. But Bronco Mendenhall. Uh, he was a yeah. ma- what, what's what's well, he was on the Broncos. Yeah, Bronco Mendenhall. Uh-huh. His son is named Raider. Get out of here! I swear, that guy's got some problems. Uh, <laughs> Bronco Mendenhall, though, he used to coach at BYU in the Mountain West. He would play Air Force every year, and he also played New Mexico. What Air Force in New Mexico do is they run the triple option. Virginia, if you looked at him since he's gone to the Cavs, he's played Georgia Tech extremely well because he know he's a defensive minded coach. A and he's played the triple option for a very long time. So I like that play. Give me UVA in the points at plus Georgia five, Tech. Plus yeah. five. Like it. All right, moving along. I got uh, – I got I, – I ended up – this was my sixth rated game out of my six. I'm going with Central Florida. I think the fact that college game day is going to be there, I think Cincinnati is actually really good. So I, I did sub this – I had Florida International this spot, but I subbed in Central Florida instead because I think Central Florida – might blow them out because of this is their moment to shine. National televised game uh, at the primetime spot, eight o'clock. So uh, give me what a, I like about yeah. it too is that seventy two percent of the public right now is taking Cincinnati to cover. I gotta love that man. Gotta love, love that. I, I, yeah. the silly American public. Yeah, gotta love that. So I, I love that to happen. And also, since I mean Cincinnati's good, but they, they they they've also had their own struggles, you know, with Ohio and with a, a couple other teams, Temple. So uh, I'm all over Central Florida and the Golden Knights to get that done. Uh, and last but not least, I have uh, Arizona at Washington State. Arizona, I'm not a big fan of, of what they they got some wins. They've gotten a little bit better as the season's gone along. But they're at Washington State. And Washington State is having a great year under Mike Leach. He's, he's pirate-loving ass, and he's a great guy. And, but check us out. Here's a big stat for you here. All right. It's going to be 15 degrees. Get out of here. In Pullman, Washington. Really? 15. I mean, as of earlier in the week, that's what, when I when I did my last podcast, that's what that we looked it up. 15 or 16 degrees, something like that. Arizona from Tucson going up there in Pullman? Uh, I'm not thinking that's going to work out so well. So give me the Cougars minus nine and a half. Arizona's also a team that's just kind of dog shit to me. They're, they're, Plus, it's been bet down from ten and a half to nine and a half now. That's great. I like it. Yeah, <clears throat> I like it. So Washington State. Yeah, you got to figure like the, it's so cold that just the majority of people who would normally travel the, the for the game from yeah. Tucson all the way up there are just going to stay home and do a shit ton of meth. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, even though even though there's some meth probably in Pullman too. <laughs> it's that, a desert that's town. A, that's a lock. Saturday night's meth deaths in Tucson and Pullman combined. Double digits. Double digits. That's a lock here at the Daily Upper Decker. I've got Colby Dan from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Make sure you check him out every week over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You can find him on Twitter every single hour, if not every single 12 minutes, at the Colby D. Colby, you have 30 seconds to talk about this new six-part 
documentary you saw called Gladiator. 30 seconds, go. You need to watch this. Uh, watch this. You need to listen to this. Uh, okay, Spotlight, the movie Spotlight, Michael Keaton. They kind of broke through. That, that was based on the Spotlight part of the Boston Herald, I think. Boston Globe? Boston Globe, yeah. Yeah, okay, Boston Globe. Uh, what they did is they have a bunch of det- like it, journalists that are, te- in a sense, detectives. And they have a podcast they released in depth of Aaron, Her- Aaron Hernandez's life. And then let me tell you, it is the most compelling thing. I want to tell you to go to my podcast and listen, but also you should listen to this podcast because you will see how much of a scumbag Urban Meyer and Bill Belichick are and how they pretty much let this kid go down the wrong path. But you'll also see some crazy stuff. They're going to blame it on CTE, but... Last question yeah. before we go. Did Aaron Hernandez like chicks? Sort of. <laughs> the Daily Up Decker Nothing but sports and crap 